time. I hope this, I hope that. Matter of fact, Becky caught, pointed out to me that I've been using the word hope too much, but in a different way, uh, hopefully, I would say. She would ask me a question if I'm going to do something, I'd say hopefully. <laughs> like, will you do the, wash the dishes? Hopefully. No. She doesn't want, hopefully, she wants yes. You know, or we could think of a lot of other ways. You know, you could think, are you going to cut the grass? Hopefully. No, no. Yes. I want yes, Carl. So, I, you know, I, I don't know why. I just started saying hopefully when I should have been saying yes or some other word. But, uh, but you know, we start using the word hope. And we, what do we mean by it? What do you mean by the word hope? Because Paul says here, look at verse 18. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What do we mean by the word hope? What do we mean? Well, I want to take that verse and I want to give you a more literal translation. Not, not to say the translation you have is inaccurate, but I want you to get the emphasis of what Paul says here. Okay? Because it starts with the word enlightened. The first word Paul uses is enlighten or illuminate. What? The vision of our souls, the heart, which the Bible often uses heart to refer to the spirit or the soul. So it's the idea of envision or enlighten the vision of our souls to have a deeper knowledge of the confidence of our calling. That's what Paul is saying. Because this is my problem. I live, you know, any, any of you like to watch horse racing? I grew up in Kentucky. Thank you. And, you know, Kentucky is the home of beautiful horses and fast women. No, one or the other. I can't, I always get them backwards. But, uh, but it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of beautiful horses in Kentucky. But often because some horses don't want to run straight, well, they, they put on what they call blinders. They, so they won't see what's around them. Well, we live with blinders on. We live like this. We have a very limited, a closed view of the world and of ourselves. We're, as Paul Tripp says, we're blind to what we're blind to. And so hope isn't what it should be in our life. Or it isn't what the Bible talks about as hope. It's a limited vision. And Paul is saying, I want your vision to be illuminated your vision of what God is doing to be illuminated in a way that you don't see now so that you will have a confidence that you don't have because we all live with some doubts one of the hymns I, I like very much it's in the hymnal hymn number 642 is be thou my vision and and this is the first stanzas uh, it says be thou my vision O Lord of my heart not be all else to me, save that, art, save that thou art. In other words, let nothing else be of importance except you. you. Thou art my best thought by day or by night, walking or waking or sleeping, thy presence my light. In other words, God's presence is the thing I need in life to give me the light, whether it be day or night, to give me the ability to see have a vision for what he's doing. And it goes on. I like all of it. Even the fifth stanza says, "King, High King of heaven, my victory won. 
May I reach heaven's joys, O bright heaven's sun, heart of my own heart, whatever befalls, still be my vision, O ruler of all. In other words, as king of heaven, Lord, may I have a vision that you are ruling, that you are in control, that you are doing what's best. Because often I don't think that. Often I have a different view of the world, of my life, that it's down, that it's not what it should be. And we get discouraged, we have problems. So a better translation of the word hope, that I prefer, actually, is a reliable confidence. A reliable confidence. That's really the idea of the word. A reliable confidence of what? A reliable confidence in who rules the world? God Almighty. Now naturally, most people think, when they think of the hope of my calling, the first thought they think of is what? Heaven. My calling is heaven. Because this world brings a lot of pain and toil. It brings joys too. It, it gives us a lot of great things. We, it's not that it's all bad, but it, it can be bad. So what's the hope of my calling? It is that eventually I'll be in heaven and I won't have these pains and sorrows anymore. But it's more than that. It's much more than that. It's, this hope is, is greater because it's about salvation. And salvation begins on this earth. Bobby Vines was at our house last night for a while and he was telling us about how his father was converted. He said his father for years said, I, I live the way I am, I'm happy with it, and I know where I'm going, hell, and I don't care. But God finally got a hold of his life and converted him, much to the surprise of Bobby and his family. But that's the hope. The hope is that we are converted, and there's something different in the world. But this, this difference of how we view the world, we lose sight of. That's why Paul says that you'll be envisioned, you'll be illuminated, because we lose sight because we have hope in other things. Now, hope in other things is natural. We, we all have hope in something, uh, whether it be a job situation, a marriage, children, you name it. And that's not wrong. That word is a good word. We do have hope in things that we should have hope in. Like, how many, are there any college, uh, covenant college students still here today? They all gone home? Yeah? The ones that don't live here? No. No. <laughs> Most of them are gone. But you know, give, what, how many weeks ago was it? Two weeks? Three weeks? Before college was out, what were they hoping I'll get through this semester and still live. I'll get through those final tests. I mean, you know, the ones still in high school, Matt was telling me, you know, I said to him last week, aren't you through school? And he goes, no. You know, it's like, he's got, got another month. Now he's got how many weeks, Matt? Three, two, 25? But, uh, you know, the hope is that we're going to get through this. And it'll be, you know, have the summer off or whatever. So we all have hopes, and those are good hopes. But when we raise those hopes to a level that God doesn't intend, that's when they begin to disappoint. The Latvians, where Becky and I served for a while, have a phrase, hope, now listen to this, 
Hope is a fool's comfort. Hope is a fool's comfort. Is that true? No, it's not true. The, hope, the Lampians were, can be, were read, at times rather negative in life. But you would be too if you lived under the Russian domination, domination for 70 years. And they saw no, much, not much hope. Most of them had left the country. A lot of, high percent of the Latvians left the country because they saw no hope where they lived. But hope that we look at is often disappointing. Just think of your marriage. Depending on how long you've been married, what you thought marriage was going to be isn't what marriage ends up being. Think of your work. What you thought work was going to be can be a drag. Think of your sports team. What you thought was going to be a great season end up not being a great season. You know, hope can be disappointing because we... We put value in it that we shouldn't have. Henry David Thoreau, one of America's great poets, said, people live their lives in a quiet desperation without hope. Think about that. You know people like that? People live their lives in a quiet desperation without hope. Unfortunately, sadly, that is much of the world. Simon and Garfunkel were one of my favorite, still are probably, uh, favorite musical teams when I was growing up. They wrote a song called, I Am a Rock. Now listen to the words. He says, they wrote, I am, a, I am alone, gazing from my windows to the streets below on a freshly fallen silent shroud of snow. I am a rock. I am an island. I've built walls, a fortress deep and mighty that none may penetrate. I have no need of friendship. Friendship causes pain. It's laughter and it's loving I disdain. I am a rock. I am an island. That's a song of despair. A song of defeat. A song expressing sadness of what their life has given to them. Sadly, many of the people that you know live with that deep down inside, that feeling of disappointment and sadness because the hopes that they had in life have left and they now have nothing to replace it. Paul is saying it shouldn't be so of a believer. We should have a hope that is totally different than anything else we see in the world. So what is this hope? As I say, I think the better word is a reliable confidence. First and foremost, a reliable confidence of our salvation. That is, that above all else should make a difference. A reliable confidence that God is going to do something. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith... Is what? Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We are people of faith. 
faith in what God is doing. But it's a faith, it's an assurance, it's a reliable confidence that he's doing it right. An assurance that things we hope for in this earth may not go the way that we think they should, but God is in control. God's going to work it out. The hope Paul is praying for is a hope and assurance, a knowledge that God is doing what's best, and that makes the difference. That should make all the difference in the world because when it doesn't go, we know God is still doing it. God is still there. That's what faith is all about. Because our faith, our hope, is weak. Our hope is inconsistent. Our hope doesn't prove to be what we hoped it would be, what we wanted it to be. For example, I could have a hope that I will keep your attention during this whole sermon. I could have a hope that God will use his word and his spirit to change you. Do I have any control over that? No. I could have a hope that you will grow spiritually, but I have no control over that. And often our hope is in that sense. We hope for things that we have no control over. But God is saying, have a hope that God is in control, that what God is doing is going to happen. It's going to work. Faith is a reliance upon that God of heaven is doing what he should. It's not just believing that God is a good God. Faith is not just believing that God exists. Biblical saving faith is saying, I believe that 100% of what God says he will do, he will do. Faith is saying, I believe that 100% in the one that has made the promise. Faith is no doubt in who God is and what he says he will do. It's a 100% reliable knowledge, confidence that what Jesus has done on the cross, that Jesus dying will save me and he's doing what's best for me. He's working things out for me. And there's no one on earth, no hope on earth that can match that type of hope, that assurance that reliability. Faith, saving faith says, I know, without a doubt, 100% guarantee that Christ not only saved me, he is doing what's good for me. We're going to sing after uh, the message, hymn number 523. And the first two stanzas of 523 says, my hope is in the Lord who gave himself for me and paid the price of all my sin at Calvary. No merit of my own, his anger to suppress. My only hope is found in Jesus Christ's righteousness. That's the hope that Paul is talking about here. That type of hope of salvation, but it's more. The hope is not just a heavenly hope. It's an earthly hope. It's an earthly assurance. If the earthly, reliable confidence of what God is doing. Because notice the two, next, if, when you get to it, the next two stanzas in that hymn say, and now for me, he stands. 
That is, Christ stands before the Father's throne. He shows his wounds, his wounded hands, and names me as his own. In other words, he's there pleading on my behalf. Christ is in heaven pleading for me, praying for me, saying, Father, you do what's best. And then it says, his grace has planned it all. Tis mine but to believe and recognize his work of love and receive Jesus Christ. That's the hope Paul is saying on this earth we are to have. And the Bible talks about this reliable confidence in God all the time, all throughout Scripture. The Old Testament prophets and the people in the New Testament had to learn how to rely upon this God of heaven, how to have that reliable confidence upon God. Because a biblical hope is a reliable confidence in God's promises. Some of you may know that recently, well, no. Because it's Mother's Day, I asked this, I think, last week. When, when a child gets hurt, what are the first words out of their mouth? Mommy! It's not Daddy. Even though I trained them to say Daddy, they didn't do it. Why do they say Mommy? Because Mommy is the one who has shown tender, loving care. Is the one who has protected them brought them into the world, nursed them. And they have developed that relationship with their mother that they know their mother loves them and cares for them. God is doing that for us all the time. We just don't often see it. We don't look to God in that same way as that's what he's doing. But God is doing that over and over and over again. And we need to look for it. We need to stop and see how God is taking care of us as his children. Because the hope that we have is as one of God's children, he's taking care of us. It's a reliable confidence that God is doing what's best because we can trust him. Um, so I was going to say, recently, some of you know, we had Russ uh, do some carpentry work at our house. Now, when I asked Russ to do that, you know the first thought that popped in my mind? You know what it was? I wonder if Russ, Russ would do a good job. <laughs> All right, I, <laughs> I'm wondering if I'm going to have to go out and correct his work after he's finished. <laughs> Is that what I thought? No. What did I think? I can depend on Russ. I have confidence that what he's going to do is good. Had I seen his work before? No, not really. But I knew Russ. I knew the type of person he was. I, I depended upon him. I knew he would do a good job, and he did. He did a great job. Well, it was one mouth. No, he did a great <laughs> job. He did a great job. But God is saying that's the type of trust and confidence we need to have in him. That when we ask him for something He's going to do it. He's going to do it the best. He's going to do it exactly what is best. Not the way I planned it. Now, let me tell you, if I planned that roof to do it the way Russ, I wouldn't, you know, it would be a mess. I didn't even try to draw up the plans for Russ, you know, stupid me. But, uh, no, I told him, we told him what he wanted, and then we even changed it, and he 
he corrected, you know, he got it right. That's what we do with God. We say, God, I have a reliable confidence that when I pray, you're going to do it right. You're going to do it just as you wanted because that's what Paul is praying that we need to have. That type of reliable confidence in what he is doing because our calling is not only for heaven, it's to be his child here upon this earth. He has called us to be his child and he's going to do what's best for us. And when we don't have that type of faith, when we don't have that type of hope, you know what we're saying to God? I don't trust you. I don't believe that you're doing what's best. God calls us and prays, just as Paul prayed. Christ is praying. Have that hope, that reliable confidence that God's way is the best way. Now, now is the time to have that type of faith, to increase in that type of faith to increase in your understanding, your vision, your hearts, your soul's understanding, your soul's vision, your soul's grasping of who you worship. A God whose calling upon your life is perfect, and he's going to do it what's best. Believe. Increase your hope your knowledge, your understanding of who God is and what he's doing. Let's pray. Lord, just as Paul prayed it, we need it. Oh, Lord, we are so weak, and our vision is so limited. So, Lord, envision our stubborn hearts, illumine our soul, that we would see and know and believe in the great hope, the great confidence we have in who you are and what you're doing, that we, Lord, would live our life differently because of that truth, because of that great promise that you've given to us. Oh, Lord, do it. Do it in spite of ourselves. In Christ's name we pray. Next hymn is hymn number 523, My Hope is in the Lord. Righteousness for me, 
everlasting light and light he freely gives. And now for me he stands before the Father's throne. He shows his wounded hands and names me as his own. For me has planned it all. Tis mine but to believe and recognize his work of love and Christ receive. For me he died, for me he lives, and everlasting life and light he And you may be seated.